Lent. And the most wonderful time oh, of the year. Not quite. Not quite. There'll be fasting and no eating and no joy and no screaming. He's making this up as he goes. Welcome to Pastors <laughs> of Pain, your weekly radio show and podcast from the two priests on the Red Dirt Riviera of Stillwater, Oklahoma. I'm Father Brian O'Brien, pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church. We just celebrated our birthday. Pretty excited about it. Our one-year anniversary on oh, March 11th. I thought you were having a second back, birthday. No, no. My birthday is in November. Mark it down, people. Conception birthday. On I'm the feast sure. of uh, St. Cecilia. Oh, is it really? St. Cecilia? Yeah. Your, what's your, your birthday is... Uh, the January 2nd, the feast of St. Basil, the great Gregory of Nazianzus. Gregory of Nazianzus. And yeah. the birthday of Tres of Lezu. That's pretty great. I know. I my birthday this. is also the day that John F. Kennedy was shot. Whoa. Wow, that really sombered the air waves. <laughs> Other than that, is, Mrs. Lincoln, Lent. how was the Lent, opera? So we should be, we should all be a should all be a downer. Um, I'm joined uh, by my co-host. Oh, you're looking at me. I, I did thought you meant to say something. Maybe. Oh, hey, uh, yeah, this is Father Kerry Wakulich, uh, pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center on the corner of Miller and Knobloch. Welcome to. Lent. We're glad you're here. Yeah, so Lent is, uh, we're, we're... Kicking my butt. Kicking my butt. We have about a month left, so we're almost to the halfway point. I failed the Friday. We're at mile 10 of the 26-mile marathon. You, you know, uh, uh, well, okay, so Ash Wednesday, right? Yes, I And recall. then Thursday, why isn't Thursday? Meat Thursday? Meat Thursday, as you call it. You can't eat meat on Ash Wednesday. You can't eat meat on any Friday, on Friday. during Lent. Uh-huh. And so the Thursday between Ash Wednesday and the first Friday of Lent <laughs> is meat Thursday. You're only allowed to eat meat that day. <laughs> that no is... grains, no vegetables, no fruit. That's so dumb. I had a steak for breakfast, a steak for lunch, <laughs> and a steak for dinner. I'm just kidding. I didn't. Okay. So why is it called? Do you know why it's called the... Th- so that, the, that Thursday... That Friday and that Saturday are not called the first week of Lent. They're called the Thursday after Ash Wednesday, yes. the Friday after Ash Wednesday, the Saturday after Ash yep. Wednesday. Why? I don't know, because it's not a full week. I mean, it doesn't... If you call it... You're going to call it the first week, but it's not a week. Really? Ava Scheller wants to know. If you said, If you said we're going to... You don't tell people like on Wednesday, like, hey, have a good week. What do you tell it's them? It's like Wednesday. It's the week's half over. And? You'd say have a good rest of the week. So should it be called the rest of the week after Ash Wednesday? No. I okay. Think the church in her wisdom has called it what it is. It's the Thursday after Ash Wednesday. I forget about this every year, and then when it comes around, I'm like, huh. That yeah, was- so then we have the first Sunday of Lent, and the second Sunday of Lent, and the third Sunday of Lent, and, yeah. and onward. But if you would, I mean, so what would that Sunday be? If Ash well, it starts on Ash Wednesday. Uh-huh. That Sunday would be what? The Sunday of the first week of Lent. Couldn't you call it the preparatory days of the first That's Sunday? Too of- much. That's <laughs> too much. Okay, so uh, how's how's your uh, how's your Lent treating you? So Lent, uh, I have had historically speaking, yeah. good Lents, <laughs> okay, and bad Lents. Uh, I have been in years past, and and I would say especially recently, okay. last Lent. Crummy? Yeah, not good. I had just moved here. I had no rhythm. 
uh-huh. rhythm is important. That at least for me, and I think for a lot of people. But I don't know. For me, yeah. like having a rhythm of life and and being, you know, when you're when you move to a new place, um, and and part of having no rhythm, at least for last year, 2018. <laughs> not only had I just moved here, but then like I was, I got used to, you know, the new. Sorry, sorry, I have to stop laughing because as you say rhythm, like you said it like 10 times, all I have is this song playing in my head that goes, come on, baby, let her do the dongo, won't you want to dance with him any longer? The rhythm is going to get you. The rhythm is going to get you, B. Tonight. Sorry. So you had no rhythm. You have this amazing ability, no matter what is being spoken of. You immediately associate it with a song. I have lots of songs stuck in you my do head. You that more than anyone else I know, and I'm not. It's not. I'm not being critical. Oh, I, I'm already hurting. That's why I gave. Everybody I, hurts. <laughs> sometimes. Okay, so um, you have to get a rhythm, and that's what so most yeah, people. So last last Lent, no, I had no rhythm. I had just moved here. We were moving. I mean, physically moving churches. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and I even knew like I was going to be moving residences, you know. So I've lived I've lived in Stillwater for f- fourteen months, and I've lived in two residences, you know, in, in that time. Mm-hmm. And so I just had no rhythm. So anyway, this year I just I feel like I've got I've got rhythm. The rhythm is going to get me. <laughs> um, I, I just I have rhythm, and so I, I, I this year I was able to like work out with my spiritual director like a, a good plan mm-hmm. for for sure. Lent. Um, certain things that I wanted to do, certain things I wanted to give up. Um, I think, as you said in a couple episodes ago, not for the sake of, we're not Pelagians, we don't earn our salvation. Yeah. Uh, but to to make a space for the Lord. So I'll give you just one one example. I don't really like to, I know, I don't really like, to, when people say like, what, do you, what are you doing for Lent? I usually just, I try to change the subject. <laughs> do you? Um, well, yeah, because I don't just, I don't know, I don't. You don't just make up something like, I'm sleeping. I gave up alligator. <laughs> I'm sleeping on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> I do handstands for 20 minutes every morning. Let all the blood rush to my head. And then I pass out as a penance <laughs> for my sins. No. Uh, one of the things I did, which I which was very, I actually decided this like the day before. In fact, the night before. It was like Tuesday night. Mardi Gras, Tuesday night. Yeah. And I don't really celebrate Mardi Gras. I was just, I was at home. And I was like, you know what? I've I've gotten into a little bit of habit of like spending. I like I like Facebook. Facebook is good. It helps me yeah. keep in touch with my own my, my brothers and sisters, my cousins, ex girlfriends. <laughs> oh, my- <laughs> that's you. That's you. I just I, I was thinking like in general, You're what do people use it for? <laughs> you use it to evangelize people to get oh, parish information Cer- out. Certainly, <laughs> but I but but what I had I had gotten kind of into a habit of. Facebook has kind of like a like a video feature where you can like just like watch videos. Oh yeah. And they don't like they don't stop. So you you might like see a like a, a video that somebody would send of of a funny Saturday night live skit or you know or something and you're like, "Oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to I'm going to take 4 minutes and take a little break and watch this." You know, and then monster truck rally 30 shows 30 minutes up. later, you're like, "Oh my gosh, why am what am I, you know, how did I get pulled into this? Because it just, it, a video ends and then another video. So anyway, so I'd gotten kind of into this habit of like a little bit too much of that. Okay. Um, especially like kind of right, like right before bed. Like, it's, you know, when it's time for bed, it's time for bed. Like go to bed. 
Exactly. You know? Okay. And so I was like, I'm just going to delete the Facebook app off my phone. So I'm still using it. Still use it for all of the reasons that I use it before. Right. But I can only get to it on my laptop. On my laptop. At so your I'm desk just, I'm in the living room. It much less often, and, yeah. and it's just it's nice. There's I got some space. Nice. That, so anyway, that's one little one little thing well, that I, I've that has been very fruitful this Lent thus far. What about you? How's your Lent? My Lent has gone fairly well. You said it's kicking your butt. Yeah. Did I say that? Um, you did at the at the uh, top of the show. Oh, are you lying? fairly well kicking my butt? Why are you a liar? And, and, and I think the reason why is it, I just don't I don't have any rhythm. You know, my my it's I'm just trying to get all. I feel like I'm swimming right now with my nostrils above the water, <laughs> and I'm just ready for I'm May. Just picturing to get, that image. Yeah, I just have my nostrils. What are you ready there. for? You ready? For I'm ready for May to get here. And graduation, because <laughs> there's only Dude, it's March. Th- I I know it's far away. Yeah. Oh, are you okay? No, it's actually. Do you need to. Talk? It's not that far away, because graduation is May 10th. Oh, that's true. And then <laughs> I'm going on a pilgrimage with a bunch of students, and so there are a lot of things that I'm waiting. And I've got all these weddings. I want to like. I want to wrap them up, and when they're done, when all the marriage preparation is done, because you know it's like you do marriage preparation with somebody, it's ten hours. Yeah, it's a long time. And so there's there's a lot of investment. It's 250 hours worth of marriage preparation this year. And so there's that. And then there's this pilgrimage we're working on and this mission trip that we just wrapped up to Peru. So there's just a lot of stuff. So um, the intentionality of some things during the season of Lent, it's like, okay, yeah, I gave up gluten. I gave up red meat. I gave up alcohol, which I failed uh, uh, on the first Friday of Lent uh, by drinking a glass of red wine. I was like, I told myself, dude. Get back on the horse. Dude, you it's you got okay. this. You got this. This is going to be such a great Lent. You're going you're gonna to not have a glass of wine. And then Friday, someone's like, hey, man, you want a glass of red wine? I was like, yes, I do. Thank you very much, sir. But you know what? I think your experience is emblematic, of, I think, of a lot of people, symptomatic, whatever that word is, uh-huh. where then what happens, because I think now, and then, I mean, so now are you, now are you having, you're drinking alcohol during Lent? No, I just had that one little small okay. glass of red wine. So I think what happens to a lot of people is they, okay, I'm, I've decided I'm going to give up, let's say I'm going to give up alcohol. Yeah. And then I'm at a, I'm at, I'm somewhere, I have a drink. Oh my gosh! Now my Lent is just over, <laughs> you know. And so then it's like all down. Yeah. People do it with, people do that with like with sin all the time. Like, oh my gosh, you know, I've I've I went I was just I went to confession and I you know confessed this and now you know I'm good I'm clean I'm <laughs> and then you you know and then you like you mess up and then you're like it's all downhill from here and so you're like well I've already I've already done that so I might as well mm-hmm. what's the big deal if I do it again yeah as if like doing it. You know, doing doing a bad thing ten times is worse than doing it one time. But we have in our minds like, well, I've already fallen, and so I'm, you know, I'm I'm trash. I'm, right, right. You know. you know, you know what? We're gonna actually um, we're making this pit stop during the season of Lent, and I think this will be good. We're we're doing a parish mission. You're doing a parish mission. We're doing a parish mission, and actually, our we're doing parish missions. What? Yes. Well, ours is actually about like virtue and putting habits in college students' lives. And 
Tell me the, about that. Uh, what are you? So who who's who's coming? Well, when you, when you know when who what? Okay, where? okay. Well, first of all, let me put on my reporter hat. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> and I think this is actually this Lenten mission that Father Michael Pratt, the vocation director of the Diocese of Tulsa. He's coming? He, he's he's still water. Yeah, he is. He's going to help college students put things into order. And that's the goal. Because I think as, as, as you have these kind of like life of busyness that everybody talks about, it's like how do you put a life in order? And so he's going to talk about the, the necessity of virtue. Uh, he's he's starting uh, the 31st at Sunday night. Sunday night in, a, yep. in April. So yep. it's and then the first and the second. Uh, no, the 31st of March, the first and second of April. He's going to be doing these in Sunday each, night, Monday night, Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. So each night he's going to do a different talk. The first night is called is called the battlefield, and it's all about Ooh. yeah the battlefield, the strategy, the weapon. And so he's gonna, and it's all on virtue. It's I all, like that. It's all on virtue of uh, as a path of life, and, and I, I think Lent. Why we go to extreme sometimes, like you just mentioned. You know, people are like, well, now that I had one sip, I guess I'm just off the rocker now. I'm gonna I, give up well, gossip, and then I gossip, so I might as well gossip. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what is he? What his mission is going to be like? How to live the virtuous life. And how to weed out the vices so that you can stay on on the um, <coughs> stay on the on the path of holiness. And what I love, you know, when we a year ago when we uh, speaking of order, when we we you know reordered uh, parish life here in Stillwater, uh-huh. you know, so that when when Saint Francis Xavier, the new Saint Francis Xavier opened, um, we kind of what we asked people to do and what they've done is. That St. John Catholic Student Center, where Father Kerry is, serves the campus of Oklahoma State and the students there. And everyone else comes to the parish. Yeah. And so what this, you know, so some people, yeah, I think most people are good with that. Few people, you know, like, well, why can't I go wherever I want? Um, you can go wherever. But in this, this, is a, this is a beautiful example of what that does. So when Father Pratt gets up at your parish <laughs> on the 31st, the 1st, yeah. and the 2nd, he can speak directly to a population that needs to hear a very specific message. So he's not speaking sort of generally to a parish of 10-year-olds and 90-year-olds and everybody in between. He's able to speak to a college age population on the specific issues that they are facing. And I think that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So that's I, one of the, I think one of the best advantages. Um, and th- I mean, that even happens when you're with your preaching, you know, you're able to, you don't have to tailor things to fit a, uh, you know, a wide audience. Yeah. You're tailoring your message to a very particular population, college students, which at least from a faith standpoint, are at risk. Yeah, high risk. High risk. I mean, the, the, I don't know. You know, you know the stats better, but like, you know, if you're going to leave, if you're going to leave your faith, chances are it's going to be between whatever sixteen hey. and twenty-four. Yeah, sixteen and twenty-four, and that's who you've got. Yeah, it's the numbers are staggering. Something in the seventy percent. So that group are needs, not going to. That, that group needs yeah. a very specific message. And so Father Pratt, who is a young man himself, but also an, a seasoned priest and yep. well-read and an excellent speaker. He's going to be able to 
talk to that group about a very important topic, ordering, virtue, vice. Yeah. Now, I don't spend a lot of time on college campuses, but, you know, I think there's some vice a little, on college campuses. Is yes, there? Ra- rampant, rampant vice. What would you say are the major vices? Like what, uh, what should m- Father Pratt be sort of speaking to? Major vices on a college campus. Go. Uh, the freedom of drug use now. Remember Ooh. when we had say no to drugs back in the 80s? Nancy Reagan. And now it's Thanks, like. Nance. And now it's. Uh, say yes to drugs and let's uh, start a greenhouse. Uh, it's uh, it's the hookup culture yes. on the college campus. It's uh, procrastination. The they like oh I, if I if I wait till the last minute it'll only take a minute. Uh, the the I think I should be like everybody else around me and everybody else is much better around me. It's this vice maybe that the habit or the addiction or the vice towards just scrolling through social media. There was a BBC article a couple of weeks ago called the Depre- it was like something about the depressed generation and it's all of this culture that has this kind of a cloud of dreariness because it rains so much in England. Uh no. It was on the BBC. Oh never mind. Okay, go ahead. No, but close. Go ahead. I mean there is sad seasonal affective disorder um mm-hmm. thing and when you live in cloudy cultures. It's just it's it's a the eighteen to forties, sixteen to forties is starting to creep back to fourteen to forty and pornography. Pornography is awfully yep. destroying the minds yep. of men yep. and young women as well. Uh, so you have you have all those. Uh, what I really love about a, a good old fashioned parish mission is a priest is able to come in, someone is able to come in and speak to a group of people, and afterwards they're like, uh, "Father, why have I never heard you say that?" Say that, what he just said. I said, I just said that three weeks ago. Yeah. And he just it's says a new it, voice. Yeah, yeah. Comes in and he's able in an interesting way to both boost them with zeal. And kick their butt. And kick their butts. Well, and I think in our, in our situation too, where we, each of us are solo at our parishes. And so with the exception of, uh, they, you know, they hear from deacons from time to time. and But, ge- but generally speaking... Your people and my people—they're just—they're—they're they're hearing from us every Sunday, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, yeah. and you know, and it's like you know when you're like a teenager and your mom is like droning on and always sort of giving, you know, <laughs> sometimes that that voice, even the voice of your own pastor, gets gets drowned out. Okay, we're back again, sitting in the same seat. Here's oh, there he is again. <laughs> you know, talking the same, you know, and I think, I mean, I know I do this. I have kind of themes that I hit over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, I don't give the same homily twice, but, <clears throat> but you know, you, you, you hit on certain themes and there's probably things in my preaching that I'm, that I miss, you know, things that maybe are important to me, but are not necessarily what yeah. my people need to hear or. So you bring in this kind of another voice. Right. Aren't you? Wait, wait, wait. You're bringing in like, his name is like Telluride Chardin. Is that who it is? What? Who's that? <laughs> He's no, dead. We... <laughs> He's a dead French theologian no, who I mean, preached, he preached of the economy of salvation that in the entire universe. if he came. No, <laughs> he we, showed back up. Um, so at St. Francis Xavier, we are doing the same same dates. So we are- What? Sunday same night, dates? Same dates. What I happened? I thought yours no, was no, like- It's going to be rocking. We, we had originally planned it to do pre-Lent. Oh, right. And then uh, you mean pre-gaming Lent? We were going to pre-game Lent, and yeah. then we we pulled that back uh, because of the the speaker had a had a conflict, and I really wanted him to come, so we we moved it same date. So, um, 
Sunday night, March 31st, uh-huh. and Monday night, April 1st, Father Godfrey Mullen. I was close. Of the Order of St. Benedict. He's a Benedictine monk. What? He okay. is wait, a, wait, wait. Isn't he your spiritual director? Yes. Yeah. All of the above. Oh it's going to be gosh, great. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to get some dirt on you. So he, he can't tell you. Oh, that's right. He can't. So he's ah, coming. Um, he is a monk of St. Meinrad Arch Abbey in okay. southern Indiana, which also happens to be where I went to the seminary. How old is he? How old is he? He's probably 50. He's, he's not old. Is no. he like the sub-prior at the monastery? No, vocation so he's director? actually, he is a monk, but he is currently assigned outside of the monastery. So he is a, par- he's a parish priest. Whoa. He's the rector of St. Benedict Cathedral what? in Evansville, Indiana. How did he get that gig? There's always a, uh, I think there's always a monk of St. Minerid at, at... As the rector of the cathedral? I think so. Whoa. We'll have to ask him when he comes. But anyway, so he's coming actually on, th- he's going to come on Thursday. On Friday, he's going to give my parish staff and me a little retreat. Ooh. And then he's going to preach all the weekend masses. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> okay. Sunday night. So but really like the first talk of the mission yeah. is Sunday mass, is the homily on yeah. Sunday. The second talk is Sunday night, 7 p.m., and the third talk is Monday night, 7 p.m. Okay. And he's talking about? Holiness, the call to holiness that everyone has. And so my hope is that everybody comes. It's going to be, te- I mean, for teenagers, we're having, on, the, on Sunday night, we're having all our middle school and high school youth come. Right. It's going to be a little something for everybody, whereas yours is very college student-centered. Ours is a little a little broader appeal. So he's going to have balloons and do puppet tricks and stuff during his mission? That would, no, no, no. no? Okay, well. I tried. No, this isn't the 80s. This is <laughs> um, but it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's and not it, the 80s. And it really is meant to be, uh, it's meant to be a little kick, a little kick in the butt for all of us yeah. to to wake up I and, never, and grow in our spiritual lives. I, good. I, I don't remember like as a kid growing up, going to parish I've missions. I've never heard of a parish mission and, and so, until... Well, you know, they would have those like um, the passionists... Uh, yeah, um, what's the what's the Saint Anthony's in um, Okmulgee yeah. has it was a I think it was a Passionist church and then Saint you know uh, Father John Grant's place out in uh, West Tulsa Saint Catherine's yeah. was a Passionist parish and there was these Passionist crosses that a parish mm. would buy after a mission Holy Family Cathedral it says in the memory of the mission of 1917 at the bottom of the crucifix or something like that are we supposed to do that for ours I, I don't think so. But it, it, these, I had a parish mission last year too. But I so didn't. did I. Huh. And then we had one the year before that. We've had one every year I've been here because they've just been so enjoyable to get a to get a speaker to come in, a priest or religious. We had the CFRs, the Friars of the Renewal from Bronx come in oh, one yeah. year. They were so good, and I mean that you know they have torn up habits and shaved heads and big beards, and they walk through campus and people are like. What? what is that? Uh, are you Who a are hobbit? You? <laughs> <laughs> a hobbit. I bet they don't say that to Father Pratt. Uh, they, they don't. I don't think they he say looks, that. He looks pretty normal. He lo- he's So tall. really, so uh, for all of you out there, uh, if you are uh, at Oklahoma State, if you're a college, <laughs> college student, you need to be there. Yeah. You need to be there. And if you go to St. Francis Xavier, you need to be at this parish mission. What if someone is not Catholic? Yes, you Can may come. Can they come to the parish mission? 
Yes, you may get. Or will we be checking Catholic IDs at the door? Uh, yes, there's an invisible mark uh, on the forehead of every Catholic, and so only, the, only priests can see it, though. Uh, yeah, you have to use one of those laser light pens, and you shine it right at the forehead, and it reflects back. When I put my special sunglasses on, I can tell you're if you're priest. Catholic just by looking at you. <laughs> what, uh, what about um, people from uh, Pawnee or Cushing? Oh, yeah. Or no, I mean, I would, I, we, we are not— Perry, uh, Oklahoma? We are not, Guthrie? We're not advertising there, only because those people have their own parishes. What about Agra? Can people but come from Agra? People from Agra. Heck, yeah. Well, or is it Agra? Morrison. Is it Agra? Agra? Which one? Agra? Agra. Okay, Agra. I don't want to mess that up but again. But we have parishioners from Agra. Do you really? Glencoe. Wow. Morrison. Wow. Seriously? Mm-hmm. We got it all. Whoa. Across the Cimarron? We cover... Anybody across uh, the Cimarron? I don't know. I hope not. If 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 so, they should. They have their own parish. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, so this broadcast goes out to anybody who wants to come. If you're yeah, in a so listening you come. area, come. which is, uh, I don't know, it's somewhere out near Cushing. Cushing is about 27 miles like away. like a, a football field. Uh, radius I listening area of <laughs> football. <laughs> no, I know this the the radio station because I listen to sometimes Pete Pete ninety four point three as I'm leaving town sometimes yeah. in between audiobooks. Oh. What do you What do you listen to uh, now? right now? I'm listening to uh, a, a book length interview with Pope Francis. Yeah, on like politics and culture. Yeah, it's really quite good. And what what's uh, what's your takeaway from it? You got one? Uh it's okay. I mean, it's a lot of like, uh, I mean, it's stuff I've kind of seen before, but I really like, I just like hearing it in the Pope's. Uh, in his voice? In the Pope's own. Uh, no, it's not. It's not him reading it. It's a, there's a reader. Oh, is he re- reading it with like an Argentinian Italian accent? No. In straight up English? Straight up English. And how do they do it? Is it like <laughs> the interviews are like, eh, Papa Francisco, I have a question for you. And he's like, yes. Y- yes, basically. So there are two voices. <laughs> oh, there are two voices Going back and forth. Yeah. No. Sorry, it's good. It's good. It's not like my. It's not mind blowing, but. Um, anyway, so, parish mission, Lent. I like that. I kind of like the timing of it that we're doing it, uh, halfway. You know, kind of at the halfway point. You know, we yeah. were going to do it. I think this is providential. We were going to do it at the beginning of Lent. But now I kind of like that we're doing it at the halfway point. You know, we're doing a lot of experiments in, in this town because this is the two parishes have never, they've always been together. Yes, we are reordered. It, like, and so because of that, a lot of this is just experiment. Like, okay, it, should we do a parish mission? Where, when is the most effective time yep. for a parish mission? Yep. Most parishes, I don't think, I don't know if they do a parish mission. I think a lot do. I don't know that the majority do. We, you know, we did one last summer in Spanish. Yeah. But oh, I, like, yeah. at this point, I don't I don't have one planned in Spanish. But that's kind of our next thing. Um, but you know, we did that in the middle of June. Really? And it well, that was the time I wanted. Oh, I wanted uh, Father Ernesto Reynoso Camparoso. Camparoso. And he that was the only time he could come. Oh, and there was those mariachi bands that showed yeah. up, yeah, yeah. and the food trucks. Yeah, yeah. that, that was, was awesome. It was a rocking good time. The, the, I I like these. I like having them. Because they are just a beautiful opportunity, especially during the season of Lent, to stop halfway through and say, okay, where, where am I going? Yep. What have I done? What, my what have I failed to do? Yep. Has, has my Lent been productive in penance? Has Lent been a 
good time of converting my life to God because mm-hmm. that's what we, you know, we, on Ash Wednesday we said repent and believe in the gospel and wiped ashes on people's foreheads. You know, have I done that? Like as a priest, I'd like to see a presidential candidate. That be their motto: repent and believe in the gospel. Yeah. You know, right? Trump, Pence, repent and believe in the gospel. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Obama, Biden, <laughs> repent. repent and believe in the. I'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I think I might vote for you, Kennedy. Who's Kennedy's <clears throat> running running mate? John F. Kennedy. Yeah, Lyndon Johnson. Kennedy Johnson. Kennedy Johnson, repent and believe in the gospel. Is Johnson a Catholic? Lyndon Johnson, not a Catholic. Oh, really? Really, actually, let me say this uh, one little point. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had daylight savings time. Yeah. I will vote for any candidate who will eliminate <laughs> two things, abortion and daylight, and daylight savings time. If you do those, all you, all you uh, political people out there, <laughs> all of you listening, you want my vote? Those are my two. Start local. <laughs> those are my two highest priorities. <laughs> Daylight savings time must go. We should do a whole show on that. Yes. Well, anyway, we're out of time. This is it. This is it. That was it. Ooh, uh, please let me know. We should just sing on the air. Anyway, we are so glad you've joined us. We're the Pastors of Pain. Uh, join us for our parish missions this weekend, the 31st, the 1st, and the for you, second. the 2nd as well. Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night. It's going to be awesome. We're grateful you're listening. God, God bless, bless you. you. Peace. Peace.